You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Indians going for their second straight win over the Rays. Jay Bruce getting a second straight start with Cleveland at the plate in a scoreless game in the first. Two on, two outs facing Chris Archer. Next pitch, swung on, sky ball, playable. Third base side, shallow left, Ploof is out, and he gives way and it drops between he and Dickerson. In to score is Ramirez. Stopping at third is Encarnacion. Missing guy out of the middle part of your lineup. Threw it by him, gets the strikeout. 0-2. Swung on and missed. He got him to chase. Swung on and missed. The pitch. Slider got away from Ramos. Here comes Lindor. The throw, the head first slide, safe at the plate. His next offering, swung on, lined into right field, a base hit. In to score is Ramirez. Jay Bruce comes through again. Swing and a miss, and down goes Miller. Strikeout number nine for Clevenger. 2-2. Weekly chop to short. Lindor scoops it up, flips it over. And a 1-2-3 inning for Mike Clevenger, who has set down seven straight. Cody Allen is 20th save as the Indians blank the Rays for the second straight game. Mike Clevenger the win, going seven scoreless innings. Jay Bruce is second straight multi-hit game. He also notches two RBIs. The Indians blank the Rays for the second straight game. Manager Terry Francona spoke about Mike Clevenger's outing. Yeah, and, and he let him climb back into account a few times, but, but then he executed pitches. Um, you know, I think we set the bar high for him just because he's got such good stuff. But that was so encouraging. I mean, keeping him off the board, you know, we, we get three, but, you know, it makes it look like it's enough because the way he pitched. I know it's early, but how nice is it going to have Bruce come in? Seems like he's fit right in. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he, he's, he's, a, he's got a presence about him in the batter's box, and he watches, and you can see him making adjustments. And his production is... You know, not just for the last two days, but for the rest of the way out is going to be really welcome. Nice to get Cody and get out there and get a clean in. Yes, well. yes. I mean, he's able to stay away from Shaw. Anytime we can do that, you know, as much as he's pitched is, is, is also a help. Um, Smitty came in and got him the way he's supposed to. It ends up being a really good night. And on a night where we didn't do a lot offensively, but everybody, you know, it's a good night. With a guy like Archer on the mound, how nice is to get a quick run, early run. How you got it? Well, you aren't kidding. Cause his, I mean, his stuff is so filthy. His slider is one of the best in the game, and you know, one of the ways is trying to make him work, trying to get that pitch count up, and you know, take advantage of everything because he's hard to hit, man. His ball's moving all over the place. Frankie came out of that collision, hit the plate, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those plays where you. Hold your breath for a second because he's going head first into the plate, but I know the pitcher is meeting that. Yeah, you know, it's hard because sometimes as a runner, you feel like that's the best way you see an opening. And the, the problem is it can change in a hurry, but it's the fastest way to get there. You got a petition to leave? You keep wearing these unis? No, I, I feel like Max Packin. <laughs> no disrespect to 1979. I just, I worked too hard to look this silly. <laughs> Mike Clevenger had family on hand for this one, and he was outstanding going seven scoreless frames. He spoke after. It was cool. I mean, 
with the little skid I hit. Put a little added pressure, but no, it was, it was really nice to finally get to have them at the ballpark to see me. You almost went two weeks without starting. How were you able to maintain and keep your stuff throughout that period of time? I think it was all in the way you kind of like looked at it. It wasn't really like a banishment, it was kind of like a, a breather and kind of try to take advantage of that time and find out where I was going wrong and those two starts and I think it went well from there. You're a little bit more, you throw strikes and be consistent with your off-speed pitches early on. Is that something that you worked on? Yeah, I mean, even those two bad starts, it was, uh, it wasn't like I was missing by much or whatever the case may be, I was still staying low. It was just getting more directional towards the plate, not so much rotational. I think that was the big kicker in the couple starts. Is that key, getting those 11 days more just to kind of collect yourself and maybe get a, breather, a little bit of a breather? Yeah, just kind of recollect my thoughts. I think uh, those two starts, I kind of might have been thinking too much internally and there wasn't a whole lot of external focus at the plate. And that, I think that breather kind of let me set things straight. And once you get on the field, it's, you know, you're attacking the plate. You're not worried about what's going on on the mound. You like pitching here? Yeah, I do. Got a lot of family. It's always fun. How many uh, uh, family members? Family, probably 40. This is a rough guesstimate. It would be 40, 45. Did you hear him? Yeah, here you can. <laughs> Mike, talk a little bit about being aggressive and being in attack mode because it appeared that was one of your main assets today. It was just that was kind of where like my starts would trickle and get bad would be when I started getting like nitpicky on the edges. So it was kind of staying more centralized, more towards the plate, getting my momentum towards the plate and not towards first base. What did you do during that 11 pitch at bat with uh, Echevarro? Uh, just fastballs away and sliders away, and then I think we uh, just kept ended up with the sliders, and that's when we got the pop out. But kept kept getting a piece of I think it was like 11, 11 in a row, but came out on the good side. Do you like that? Do you like that? Kind of I like yeah. That's a kind of almost like chess match and back and forth. So that's it's always a good time. Would you would you did you like the unis? Oh, we need to keep these. <laughs> Put a petition out that we can keep these and wear these like every Sunday or something. <laughs> did, did, they, uh, they, did you wear them well? Did you feel good in it? Oh, yeah. And then especially when Duda got up and he had alongside the watchtowers his walkout, I just felt <laughs> right there. <laughs> up next, the series concludes on Sunday with Corey Kluber on the hill. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.